Good afternoon, folks. I am Alice Pamirci, and you are tuning in to my top 10 favorite songs of 2018. Ooh, isn't this so exciting? <laughs> Thank you for joining. Uh, I, I think you've followed me for a while. You've been chasing me around. You've been looking at me strangely. It's all very weird, but I think you're here because you want to know what I think about this year, specifically music and nothing else. And I will give you just that. I promise you. I'm not going to make this any longer than it has to be. Not even remotely. We're going to begin now. At number 10, we have Doesn't Matter by Christine and the Queens. It's a melancholic tango of a song. Christine takes us on this journey of strange people, emotional baggage, and depression. Even with the topic at hand, she manages to make a dance hit that hits hard. The passion in the song drives me to dance. And let's not even forget the bridge where Christine builds herself up and runs to the heavens with a shard of sunlight. It gets me every time. It's really, really cool and it just pushes me forward. It's just the adrenaline I need. It releases all the darkness in the song that it's trying to convey and I just can't say enough about Christine and the Queen. She's very talented and I look forward to hearing much more from her. At number 9, Lifer, Why Oak. It's another song about depression and existential despair! Oh my goodness, what a time to be alive! That's not entirely fair. I feel like Y Oak and Christine the Queens go into completely different directions when it comes to what they're going for. Uh, Christine go going more focused on the sort of isolation, being stuck in your own mind, while Lifer is actually more conversational. It's between two people who discuss their feelings about, well, if life is worth living or if the way that they're living is good enough. And it's a very complicated song and it's filled with complicated emotions, but it's hits hard for me because I feel like a lot of people, myself included, just sort of look at, at what we're doing and thinking, is this it? Is this enough? Could this be better? But this is also kind of uplifting in a, in a little bit because the song kind of works as a person trying to encourage uh, to see life uh, as beautiful, as wonderful as they've done before. And that kind of transition between being this upset and being so hard on yourself uh, about how life should be lived and thro uh, throwing it away and saying, look, it's you got you gotta see you gotta see things as they are. You gotta see what's great about it, and it, it's it's a song that ma that makes me just think about myself for a little bit, and it both puts me down and then pushes me back up. Number eight, Nameless, Faceless, by Courtney Barnett. 
Ooh. Now this song, I definitely didn't choose this song because of any existential despair or, or depression. It's just a perfectly nice song about women being afraid of a men online. It's not that nice of a topic, I admit, but... Courtney Burnett manages to make some fun out of it while keeping the point uh, exact and precise as to what she's trying to go for. Burnett is clearly very upset of how things are going in since 2016, I imagine. There's been all, all this turmoil. One of the big things is that what's happened, what's been happening lately is that bullying online has become more prevalent, has become more visible, and a lot of it is directly focused towards women. It sucks, and she brings that to the forefront where she quotes people, say, I could eat a bowl of alphabet soup and spit out better words than you. And I love her comeback, which is just very simple, and it's exactly what I expect from Courtney Barnett, which is just, she just says, well, you didn't. You didn't. And her deadpan delivery, as she continues to do, is just makes the whole thing work so well, where everything that's harsh is comes off very harsh, and everything that's supposed to be goofy and uh, sarcastic gives off the same delivery. And one of the things I really enjoy is just that guitar, the chord progression where it just seems, where it's just like dun 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 dun, it just sounds like the guitar is falling down the stairs, and it just gives that extra chaos to the song. I love Courtney Barnett, I've been lo loving what she's been doing since uh, her debut album. I'm loving more of this uh, specific subject matter, just her focusing more, refining her t topic choice because I feel like in her previous album she was sort of talking about life and just random different things that are going on. Well, this one's specifically about uh, a lot of uh, d difficulty and a lot of the anger that's boiled up. And I think the album is fantastic and this song is definitely a highlight. Number 7. How Simple by Hopalong. I'm sure Skylar will be pleased, because out of many of the albums, artists, and songs that Skylar has been thro throwing my way, none of them have ever stuck as well as Hop Along, and specifically the song How Simple, because when I first heard it, I was just in shock of that voice. Francis Quinlan has this amazing voice that gives such a extreme personality to every word that she says. It sounds, it's a mix of distraught, anger, frustration, excitement. There's so much going on just in that voice alone, just in the delivery, which is good because if I, if there wasn't that delivery, I, I think that the song would be weaker for it because lyrically it's interesting but I think, feel like it's all very much enhanced by Frances Quinlan's voice, uh, how she delivers, uh, how, the kind of frustration that she's trying to evoke. Uh, one of my favorite lines is, don't worry, we will both find out, just not together. The way that it's just so, yeah, yeah, things are happening, it's, and, it, and it doesn't mean that it's going to be between us. It's, it's like the most calm breakup uh, that I've ever heard. 
she talks about being an optimist in some of the interviews, and I think in that line I can see that sort of passive-aggressive optimism that is quite cool to see. And another song that I really like, it's chaotic, it's fun, but it feels so... It feels so unique. I don't think I've heard of any artist or music in this kind of combination before, and I it's such a cool thing to to listen to. Number six, Rosebud by U.S. Girls. I think Rosebud is the first love letter that a song has ever sent to me this year. What I mean by that <laughs> is that Rosebud was the first song that came into my ears, and I loved it, and I am not going to be able to describe this any further, more than this song is super catchy, I immediately light up when I first heard this song, and, and it's been stuck with me for all these months, this this song came out uh, way very early in the year, and I've been hooked on it forever. U.S. Girls is incredibly talented with this album, with a bunch of different varieties of indie pop, though focusing a lot on indie pop, but in all of its different variations. This one is probably the most easier to listen to than all, all her other stuff, but I think what st stands out for me is both the message, which is about you're kind of you're stuck in a bird cage, you're stuck in a cage of some sort, and you need to escape out of it. And she doesn't say that it's going to be an easy process. She says it's going to hurt, but it will be more rewarding in the end. I really like that kind of message. And another one of my favorite things about U.S. Girls is that her voice is very unique in that it keeps changing in different songs. There are some songs where it sounds very much like a in the indie pop singer, I can I can get the this the sort of vibe that's that's going for maybe a little bit of Robin that I hear, but in this song specifically, I get so much of Madonna, a very young Madonna, and I'm immediately hooked in the idea of an indie pop Madonna singing singing a song like this. It's a very low vibe, synthy song. It just checks all the boxes for me. It's fantastic. Number five. Haruto Siora by Haru Nomori. Two thousand eighteen was a big year for me in becoming more and more open to J-pop, J-rock, K-pop, just all the different variations of Japanese and Korean music. It's been easy to dismiss those kind of genres when you're living in the U.S. because I feel like there's a big stigma that it's a little too flashy, that it's trying to be a lot like Hollywood culture but amped up to 100%. And that's really not fair to most of the music that comes out of Japan and uh, South Korea. I think there are so many talented uh, artists uh, that come from both countries uh, that are coming up with really, really innovative sounds. And one of the artists that comes to mind the most when I think of J-Rock is Sheena Ringo. And Sheena Ringo is probably one of my favorite uh, uh, artists outside of the U.S. I think she's phenomenal coming up with such amazing albums. 
she just comes up with really cool rock songs. Uh, and the album Shuzo Strip huh, just blows me away. I think uh, Damon would agree. I, we're, we're both big fans of Sheena Ringo, and I think you, uh, anyone who hasn't listened to Sheena Ringo should go listen to, to her. Why isn't she on the list? Well, because she made songs this year, and they're they're jazzy, they're kind of neat, but they're not exactly what comes to mind when I think Sheena Ringo and the rock music. And I was kind of hoping that there will be someone else to fill the void that I can have as a representation of all the J, all the amazing J-rock music that I've been listening to this year. It all it took up until a couple weeks ago. When I finally heard uh, Haruto Sira uh, by Haru Nomori, and Haru Nomori is incredible. She is a th- amazing J-rock performer who mixes a lot of rock, electronic music, and adds her own uh, cool spins to it. There's a lot of times where she's just uh, going spoken word. Sometimes she's singing, and she does a nice combination of the two. And I think the song that sends out to me is. Uh, is Haratisura from the album with the same name. In this song, it's noisy, it has this guitar, and this whole gives off this messy, uh, messy vibe. And every time I listen to the song at the beginning, I think to myself, I don't see why uh, I think it's that great. And then it all gets sped up, literally like, like a tape, and then it pulls out all its punches. The guitar's fantastic guitar, the jumpy guitar solo and she is pulling all the punches it's so much fun and it gets stuck in my head the entire day after listening to it number four danny nadelko by idol idols is a band that I love because of their extremely witty and repeatable lyrics. Every time I listen to uh, the songs, it immediately gets stuck in my head, and Skylar and I spend countless times uh, just repeating the lines because they're so much fun and they're so funny. Idols is one of the funniest bands uh, that I've heard in a while that actually uses their clever lyrics uh, not just to be entertaining and funny, but to enhance a meaning, to there is a purpose behind all the words. But that's not why I picked Danny Nadelko as the uh, as my choice on the top 10. Danny Nadelko is actually probably one of the most sincere songs uh, that they've ever came out with, uh, where it's just sort of a love letter towards immigrants. Uh, the name of the song comes from a friend who is a uh, fellow guitarist and who has uh, his own band, but he's but his name appears on the album because uh, he's an immigrant. He's from Ukraine. He uses that as the uh, the base uh, for talking about all these different kinds of immigrants and how unique they are and what they and what they bring to us, and that they're just like us. That we're all united as one people. In this time where we're seeing immigration seen as a, a, there's us and this is the other, it's heartwarming to see a song that genuinely takes away that stigma and says, 
you're, you're you come from a different country who cares we're all one person and that's what really matters and as a son of refugees that means a lot to me and i feel like immigration should be seen a, a bit more kindly uh these days which unfortunately it is not oh oh also if you if you're not if you don't have uh, liberal leanings you probably shouldn't listen to idols whatsoever number three Geyser by Mitski. Geyser is big love. The biggest love. Just picture love. And now it's bigger. But it's like bigger than that love that you pictured. This is a song that goes for the bigger picture. It's about... Uh, a love between two people that cannot be replaced, that cannot be anything but w what it is, and there's nothing more important than that love. Now, that might seem like a hyperbole, but this is music, and it's okay for there to be a little bit of hyperbole. Every time I listen to this song, I, I get very enraptured by the build-up, by the it's, a, it's an opening number to the album, and it just bursts it out of the seams. It gets you prepared. It boosts you up. You're ready to go. And for me, it's just the energy that I need to get up in the day to remind myself of the most wonderful people, and especially the love of my life, who every time I listen to the song, I think specifically of them and what they mean to me. And I think that's enough for me. I think that's enough for me to really like a song. Number two, Baby Forgive Me by Robin. Here come the night in your eyes. Immediately when I hear that line, I'm suddenly sucked into the world that Robin is showing is showing to us one of the most effective things that robin can do is create a feeling in not that many complicated of words she's not the big biggest prose like lyricist but she doesn't have to be she is very good at coming up with scenarios big or small that can enrapture you in the exact feelings that she's trying to convey, the exact mood, the exact setting. I think this is one of her biggest challenges she, that yet when it comes to conveying that in this song because there's not that many lyrics to go by. It's a lot of very quiet synthy beats and occasionally interrupted by her crying, baby forgive me, over her saying that she wants to make, uh, make them smile again. Sometimes the vagueness in songs, specifically relationship songs, are used so that the artist can remove any blame that would be put on them. In this song, her being vague makes her seem like the worst person because we don't know what forgiveness is needed, what's the, what is the situation, but whatever she's done has brought night into the eyes of the significant other. And that feels darker than any realistic portrayal of betrayal. It kind of gives Robin a bit of a, of a humility. With the 
quiet synthy beats, it spends a lot of time for her to mellow and for the listener to mellow and think about what could have happened and how sincere the the call for forgiveness is. It's very strong and it's very effective and for me it stands out as Robin focusing on what she does best and maturing more in her music, in her style, and coming up with amazing new sounds. Well, that was nice. Let's have some honorable mentions. There were a lot of songs that came out this year that I really, really liked, and I was thinking that I would have to pad this list out with songs that were okay for me. But it turns out I had to cut out a lot of songs. A lot of songs that I really, really wanted to be on the list. But unfortunately, I, 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 I had to cut it. The strongest one being Shallow from the film A Star Is Born, performed by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Listen, I know this song is very, very popular. That being said, I'm a sucker for musicals, and I love musicals when they're big, bombastic, and the singers are belting their hearts out. I've listened to the song so many times when I'm driving to work and it gives me the right kind of energy. You know, if, if, if it wasn't that popular, if it wasn't nominated for the Grammys, maybe I would have said, you know, let's put this on, on my top 10, but it's, it's, I don't think it actually should be nominated for the Grammys. It's a little too ironically shallow. I don't care. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal time to listen to, and its connection to the movie, which I adored, makes it a very strong song that just gets stuck in my head that I feel the passion for. Jack White's Over and Over and Over was destined to be on my list. I feel like it was just going to happen, and I, nothing was going to ha change. Unfortunately, I had to get rid of it because I wanted her in the Mori on my list, and I thought she was a better representation of, of what I loved from Creative uh, Rock this year. Still, over and over! Do 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 do. Very catchy, I love it. Ezra Furman's Driving Down to LA is the right kind of raw energy and chaos that I love to see more of in music. It's as winding and dangerous as a late night drive on the mountains to LA would be. I know I'm the only person in the Colorful Monsters crew that adores Grimes' new single, We Appreciate Power. And so I'm going to put it on this list as a honorable mention. I don't care if it's not as innovative or it doesn't it's not as creative as her last stuff. It's really, really fun, and I get into it every time I listen to it. Chloe Ray Jepsen has been on my list every single year, I think, for the past three years, because she came up with fantastic music that just redefined pop music every single time. I just don't think the Party for One is the biggest hit that she could have made. I still really like it, but I don't think it should be on the list. Really fun. You should listen to Party for One, if you don't care about me. I'm just gonna dance by myself, back on my feet. I might have messed up the lyrics. Alright, and I think that's it- No! No. No. St. Vincent's Fast Slow Disco. I'm not explaining to myself, you know why. Wonderful! It is time for the number one! Number one! Number one! Make me feel! 
Janelle Monet. That's just the way you make me feel. 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 Uh -huh. so, so, cause so of course it was going to be Janelle Monet. What do you think? What else could it have possibly been? Make Me Feel is the kind of song that will get you out of the car, get you out of your clothes. You will be dancing naked in the streets by Janelle Monet's groove. If you are not praying to Janelle Monet, you're doing it wrong. Janelle Monet really shocked me and how much she can just transform my perception of a single song. I heard this song at the very beginning of the year, and I thought it was okay. I thought there was nothing special about it. But no, listening to the album, hearing it in its context, just proved to me how wrong I could possibly be about a single song. It is tremendous, it is powerful, it is groovy, funky, and it just evokes so much personality and sexuality and it's the most enjoyment I've gotten from Janelle Monet, which is amazing because I've loved her music for a very long time. And she's going up from just from here. She's just she's gonna keep going and I am sorry I didn't trust you, Janelle Monet. I should have believed you when you said you were gonna make something really good. And you did. Thank you. I think that's it. If you think I'm missing anything, tune into our collective top 25. There's a lot of music I really liked, and a lot of it was better delivered in an album format than in a single song. So if you think, hey, didn't Alice like this album? I like, guess I probably did. It's on the album list, not on the single list. Alright, tune in for that. Should be great. I'm looking forward to it. I've already